French fried potatoes. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, one potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, TJ. Thank you, TJ. Uh, welcome to episode, ah, oh, shit, 332 Woo! of the yeah, Podcast. Barely, well, barely a hesitation on again, that one. Again, I just uploaded 331 like a couple hours ago. Um, so it's very, it's a very topical Oscars recap uh, that I posted one, two, three Sundays after uh, the Oscars actually happened. So if you're still interested in Oscars talk... I just gave it to you. Uh, today we had Dan watched a shitload of movies. Yeah, I, I had the uh, the quote unquote benefit of being sick for three days. Right. So, uh. Uh, and you are able to do something which I am not. When I am like the whole time that I was home uh, after my surgery, I maybe during the time that I was not at work. So in other words, during you know between seven and three, I might watch one movie a week. Yeah, maybe. Otherwise, I just sit and stare at the clock. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. I don't, there's something. There's a, a, the, some sort of block. You do not have that block. Well, that was more the the, the 28th for me there, though Tuesday. I think it was like Monday. It was a weird illness. Andrea Andrea has got it right now, where you're just achy and tired. Yeah. But it's not COVID. Yeah. But you were just achy and tired. So you didn't have the the I, stomach I didn't issues have, I that other people vomiting, did. I was vomiting. I wasn't exploding from any end. No, I was just... Just for backstory, our school was ravaged this week with yeah. <laughs> with illness. Yeah. Uh, and Dan was one of the people lucky enough to, to get it. But actually, sort of lucky because you didn't get the full... I didn't get what everybody else got. No, I just got the achy, tired, <sighs> kind of a headache, but not really... And mild stuffiness. Yeah. Like, it was enough that like I couldn't... Like, that's that's kind of where Colin's at. Yeah, like I couldn't breathe well, but it wasn't, I wasn't like a constant snot fountain type of thing. Yeah. It was just stuffy. Colin uh, sounds like he's about 17 right now. <laughs> because it's like... That's how I sounded too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not uh, that I was 17, but my, right. my voice was much hoarser and deeper. Yes. Like when he, I was sitting down here when he came downstairs this morning and it jumped me a little bit when he said something. <laughs> Intruder! <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, who the fuck is in the house? Um, he's like, hey, dad. Yeah. It turns out it was just Colin. <laughs> uh, but did you have like swelling in your throat? Because his throat was really swollen It was, yesterday. but it wasn't sore. Yeah. Which was weird. It's more just annoying. Yeah, it was yeah, like my that's... throat was very dry, but it never got to the point of pain. Yeah. So and that's... I had a cough, but not regularly. It was yeah, like I said, it was a very, very weird illness, which is why every day I was getting texts from Tina, like, Are you coming back tomorrow? Yeah. And I'm like, I honestly don't fucking know. Yeah. Because I don't know even how I feel right now. Yeah. I know right now I don't want to be at school. Because <laughs> even Thursday, when I was pretty much past all of it, I was still just like, I'm fucking tired. Oh, yeah. It beats you up. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Dan watched a ton of stuff. Yeah, um, I, had a, I had a five movie day, which is rare. The one that I, the one thing I did want to talk about <clears throat> that I made it, I wrote down because I texted you about it when I saw it and I didn't want to forget was, I don't remember how I even came across it now, but there is a Fall Guy reboot happening. Yeah. Uh, That's nuts. No idea. Had no idea it was happening. It's very strange. I'll... How does this news get by both of us for that long? 
Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, first of all, the Fall Guy is a early early eighties yeah. TV show uh, with Lee Majors, who was a stuntman slash private eye. Yeah, or not really private eye. Uh, just a, a guy who could help problem guy, solve. Yeah, a problem solver. Yeah. yeah. Um, and every week he'd get into into some sort of uh, mischief. So yeah, it's like, dude, you're you're a stunt guy. Shouldn't you just be on movie sets most of the fucking time? <laughs> How does all of this keep happening to you? What are the odds? Uh, oh, what I was looking up. I was looking up uh, what Stephanie Shu was mm. doing next. Yeah. Because we talked last week about uh, the menu and everything. About Not everything everywhere, <sighs> but, uh, the menu and the whale. And that you had said uh, something along the lines of, um, you always liked in past uh, yeah, Entertainment Oscar Weekly. Co- their, yeah, Entertainment their, Weekly. Their, po- their post-Oscar issue was always, what are they doing next? Yeah, so I was looking up a bunch of people who, you know, and what were they doing next? And Stephanie Hsu's next thing is a 24, 24 uh, release, set for 2024 release, directed by David Leach, uh, Fall Guy reboot. With Ryan Gosling as the titular fall guy, yeah. uh, Emily Blunt, <clears throat> Aaron Taylor Johnson, Stephanie Hsu, Winston Duke, uh, Hannah Waddingham from um, uh, Ted Lasso, uh, and Teresa Palmer. And she's in what? I don't know who that is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Teresa Palmer no. is? Was in, wa- was in Warm Bodies. She might have, was she the lead zombie she woman? Was, or not she was the non-zombie w- woman? She's her. Yes, she was the non-zombie woman. That uh, I introduced you to Ter- Teresa Palmer. Then, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I heard we'd heard nothing about it. Uh, David Leach also directed uh, Bullet Train, which, both, mm-hmm. which we both really liked. Deadpool Two, which is not as good as the first Deadpool, but uh, still fine. fine. Atomic Blonde, mm-hmm. uh, and he actually directed one of the Fast and the. Oh no, he directed Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, because you mentioned it, because I was planning on watching Atomic Blonde on Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, on Monday, but I ended up going with five films that I hadn't seen before instead, because I had to bump myself over 50%. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to be watching The Lord of the Rings at some point. Right. So I'm like, shit, that'll throw my... Again, it's weird now that I think of like my viewing habits by statistics, but yeah, I had to keep myself above that 50% mark. I couldn't fall below into the the new watch being over being under forty. And I mean under fifty. I've let most of that go. Yeah, because I'm well. I, I talked about it last week. I'm considering a lot of rewatches, first watches, because I don't fucking remember anything that happened in the movie. Yeah. Um. What did I want to? So you watched OG Wicker Man? <clears throat> yeah, Andrea had never seen it before. I haven't either. And it's funny because we watched it, and I, w- I was lamenting how I didn't buy the Australian deluxe like Blu-ray release of it that had like three D three Blu-rays and all this shit. Yeah. And was looking at it online. It's like 120 bucks, which is a lot for one fucking movie. Yeah. Um, even if it uh, even if it does have all three versions, and then like two days later they announced like a new there's going to be a new 4K edition of it in the U.S. So I'm like perfect. I mean, I paid sixty dollars for Old Boy over there. And- mm-hmm. I didn't even like that movie. <laughs> I did. I just fucking felt uneasy. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful, by the way. And I sent you the the picture. It's just what a mess over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Knock at the cabin. That would be the actually. That would be the. Yeah. I mean, you finish your your Hunger Games. I'm I'm sure it ended the way 
yeah. supposed to. I remember going, they should have never divided this into two films, because right. the first one is so fucking boring. Money. Money, money, money. Um, and Which is funny, though, because like the probably one, maybe, arguably the best one in the film, in the quadrilogy... Is the last one, and that's the one that like did the least amount of money because everyone got pissed off yes. that they divided it in two. Everyone was over it. Yeah. By then. But yeah, Knock of the Cabin. Uh enjoyable. Yeah. Um changes a good amount of shit from the book. Yeah. because uh, the book is based on the cabin at the end of the world by Paul Tremblay. Um it makes a it makes a better movie than I mean a better book than it does a movie because it's the, the 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 story behind the book is there's a family at a cabin in the woods, just enjoying a little, you know, getaway. And four strangers show up, basically home invasion style, and tell them that if one of them doesn't kill another one, like if they don't sacrifice a member of the family, the world will end. And every time the family disagrees and can't do it, one of the four strangers has to kill themselves, and then something fucking god-awful happens in the world. Like there are tsunamis or... All the planes start falling out of the fucking sky. That type of thing. So it's all about, you know, do you believe this is really happening? Um, or are they just fucking fucking with you? You know? Or, you know, <coughs> do you know ever, as, as can you viewer? ever get to that point where you can make that choice of one member <clears throat> of your family dies? Do you know as the viewer whether it's real or not? More so, because it does show, like, news clips of shit happening. Okay. So you're... Whereas, in the book, it does still show news clips, but they're like, you know, this shit could be faked. You know, they've hacked into a feed or something, you know. These are people say, fucking it, with us. It would be more effective if you didn't know. Yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> but that's hard to pull off in the film. Um, it's it, it's a fine movie. I enjoyed it. It's, like, it's not one of Shyamalan's best, but it's not it's not the happening. It's not fucking Last Airbender, so it's not one of his worsts. Um, Batista fucking rocks it in this film. He is tremendous. Because he is, without a doubt, the most physically intimidating person of the strangers. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he is also, like, the most tender of all of them. He's like a school teacher at, at like, you know, a fucking poor school. You know, he's all about helping kids, and this is killing him that he has to do this. But he believes that, yes, the world So is they believe it. it. They all believe it, because they're all four of them are strangers, all sharing the same visions, who found one another, and then knew this is so where they, they don't. Go. So they're not just strangers to the people in the cabin. They don't know each other. They don't either. know each other. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, they. I mean, they do keep keep you on your toes by changing a few <clears> things here <throat> and there. So you're like, oh, this could change. And like the ending is, is changed. Better or worse than old? Is that the last one? More optimistic, which I think makes probably for a better viewing box office total? <laughs> Question mark? Yeah, I mean, I like the bleak ending of the book. But books can end that way because you don't have to worry about third week box office totals with a book. Um... I can see why they changed it. And it's not a bad ending. It still works for the story. It's just different. So. I enjoyed it. It's not one I'm going to like rush right back out and rewatch. But again, anyone watching this is... who. I mean, Batista's made great fucking choices. Like, as yes. a former wrestler, 
Right. He has made way more, I mean, way better career film choices than, like, say, The Rock. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, no, Batista's by far the better actor than... I mean, I didn't think The Rock was ever a great actor. He was just The Rock. Just charming. Yeah. He's very likable. Whereas (laughs) Batista has, like, shown some fucking range. Like, he can do some shit. When you were talking about bleak endings, I was thinking, well, the last two movies that I've watched have had a main character get shot in the head at the end, so... <laughs> I'm there. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, Ma, you watched Megan. Yeah. Megan was fun. That's what... I am I keep forgetting... I forget when th- that things are on Peacock, when movies are on Peacock, because yeah. when I think of Peacock... Oh, it just dropped. It's been there a little bit. Like two weeks. Yeah. Not and, a long time, Um. But. So I keep forgetting that it's there because I think that's something that Robin would watch. Uh, but yep. it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I ended up, yeah, because we could have rented it earlier, but the version at, at the Red Box was the PG-13 version and the other version's unrated, so I wanted right. the unrated version. Um, which is, I can see how it was a PG-13 film because that movie works really well. I mean, this film... the. Unrated shows like extra gore and a lot more f bombs. Yeah, but I think it would have worked just fine without it. Um, I mean, it's it's a killer doll movie, and it's yeah. pretty good. the uh, The effects work is very nice. It's it's pretty seamless. Um, they were smart and get just putting like a digitalized like robot face, like doll face, yeah. on an actual girl actor. Yeah, so. But that girl's good. Like her movements are awesome. Like, I feel like she's probably a, like a dance prodigy type kid. Yeah. Because her movements are awesome. Like it's and that's something that like most childhood actors don't really think about. Like like we're talking like Doug good, Jones level. Good of, physical acting. Yeah. <clears throat> so good on her for that. They did a good job casting that film. I really enjoyed it. And sequel in the works. Oh, of course. Uh, oh, I mean, it's Killer Robot. They they produced you know. She was the only one in this one, but you know. Yeah. Tech always survives. By three, it'll be Megan against an army of other evil Megans. Well, the, Terminator the style. thing is in this, Megan was able to start controlling, like, the... It wasn't called it, but basically the Alexa in the house. Okay. So, I'm sure, like, the Alexa-type device will have something to do with the next one. Just go all Terminator with it. Pretty much. That would be awesome if it went that far. Yeah. <laughs> Skynet style. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Boiling Point is the... Uh, Rent restaurant film. Why did I see this? Was it? Is it on... What's it on? It was on Hulu at one point. I That's got it. like a really sweet uh, Second Sight Blu-ray for it. Um, I, I love restaurant films. I just love films that take place in restaurants. Um, and this one was... The gimmick is it was all, like, one shot. Yeah. Like, for an hour and a half, you're following this guy, who is very much kind of like that Anthony Bourdain type of chef, where he's he's had, he's had got issues. Like, early, like, early alcoholic, drug-riddled Anthony Bourdain, where, like, he's trying to get out from under his mentor at, at his own new restaurant, but he's fucking up bad because he's in the middle of, like, a divorce and... It's like the night where everything starts to go really, really wrong at the restaurant. So it's all one take. You're following, you know, multiple... All, the camera goes th- between the wait staff, the back room, the... See, that's the wrong kind of anxiety for me. Oh. I can't do that. 
<coughs> Andrea was anxious as fuck yeah, I can't the do that. entire time. And uh, yeah, you can. Robin yeah. and I would not enjoy that movie. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite Safety le- Brothers level of anxiety inducing. I can't watch it, any of those. It was up there. It was definitely like, you could feel yourself getting pretty tense just waiting. Oh, fuck. Like, you're like, at the beginning when they're seating some person, the guy's like, you've got that my what, my fiance's got shellfish aller- yeah. uh, nut allergies, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, of course we do. Of course we do. And you find out that it wasn't put in the system, so it was just another person told another person, you're like, oh, fuck. Don't know when something's gonna go shitty, but it's gonna. And you kept waiting for it. And every time you'd go past that table, you're like, is it now? Is it it now? throat gonna swell shut? Yeah. Um. So after that, Wicker Man, and after that, uh... Lord of the Rings. I assume these are all extended. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Extended 4K. Yeah. I, I, I sprung for the 4Ks on Voodoo. Yeah. Uh, I just recently did that. I have now purchased those three movies probably so more than... Times. I mean, on Voodoo alone, I've purchased them three times. Jeez. Just on Voodoo, yeah. which you'd think is impossible, but it is not. Nope. I bought the original trilogy, and then I bought the extended trilogy, and then I bought them in 4K. <laughs> Uh, I always waited because uh, I think the 4K was like 15 bucks for at one point. I think I got it for like 26. <clears throat> or yeah, something I, like and that. I think that yeah, even the regular price is not that. Yeah, because I'm like I'm gonna be home sick tomorrow. I'm gonna yeah. watch the Lord of the Rings. The thing that has always bothered me the most is having to get up and change the disc. Yeah, halfway through. So I'm like, fuck it. It'll be worth 25 bucks to not have to get up off the couch the next few days. <laughs> Plus, I want to see what they looked like in 4K. Mm. Because, like I said, I have like those, the really beautiful DVD editions that look like books, you know. So I, I, I think I only have one of them even on Blu-ray. How do I see? Oh, there it is. Can I see when I did this? I last watched them. I, I watched them last May, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, after that, nobody was this. A, this was a first viewing of nobody. Yeah, I'd never seen it, and because that was the thing, I'm like, maybe if I just watch action movies all day, I won't feel so bad. Yeah, and it kind of worked a little bit. I mean, it kept the blood pumping. <laughs> uh, nobody's good. You've just seen it before. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's nothing new, right? But it was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, like, man, we live in a time when Bob fucking Odenkirk is now an action star, and that's wild. Holy shit. Came out two years ago. Um, they've obviously they left room for a sequel. Oh yeah, I will. I will watch the sequel. Cause I just like like they too, they never really got into too much of what he did. Right. Because it's just like oh no he was um, an auditor in the military, and you don't really know much about that. Well, I mean, you could tell he worked out for the role, but he still doesn't look terribly physically intimidating. And then there's just like that one scene when he goes to the tattoo shop. And he holds out, like, they're about to kick his ass, and he holds out, like, the wad of money, and, like, you could see, like, the two and the nine tattoo or whatever, yep. which is apparently the worst hand of you could get in Texas Hold'em. Oh, yes. I'm like, oh, all right. Um, no, I had no idea. But that was enough well, for you can't for, make a straight out of it. You can't make anything out Yeah, of it. you can't do anything. You just have to hope you draw the other. <laughs> Either nothing but the same suit of one of them, or... <coughs> yeah. Or luck into a full house or some shit. <coughs> um, 
And yeah, I like the scene where like the old military dude like catches a glimpse of it and then just like goes and like locks himself in the back room with like seven locks. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, so he's obviously a bad dude, badass. And you get a little of that from time, but I also like the fact that he still got his ass kicked quite a bit. Yeah. Like, well, he, he wasn't invincible. He's out, he's out of practice. Yeah. He Well, one of his superpowers is that he can take a fucking beating. Yeah. <laughs> like. I mean, you got to see Christopher Lloyd wielding a shotgun. That yeah. was fun. So, yeah. Fun movie. Uh, probably. That was the most fun of the movies I saw that day. Uh, after that, you watched Haywire. Yeah, which was uh, Steven Soderbergh's entry into that kind of genre with uh, Gina Carano. I don't remember this. Um, it's it's good. It's fine. Gina Carano is a shitty actress. <laughs> she has... Like, she can pull off the stunts. Yeah. But she has zero charisma. And you're putting her on fucking screen with fucking Michael Fassbender. Like, they have to, they, they have a scene together where they have to infiltrate a thing, like a guest party, and they're supposed to be, like, man and wife. And, like, you don't believe it at all, because you're just like, oh, Fassbender would be so tired of her. She <laughs> does, <clears throat> she does that thing where it's not when they're delivering the lines, it's when the other person is speaking. You can see that she's waiting for them to be she's, done speaking. She's staring at them, like yes. saying her, saying their yeah. lines in her head so and that then, she knows what to say next. It's going to be my turn, it's going to be my turn. It's okay, now my turn to talk. And yeah. that's the... It's, it's terrible. Yeah. it's And it's kind of... It's uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Uh, Especially, again, in like a low-budget horror film or, a low, you know, like Clerks. I was fine with it. Because they weren't professional actors, but she again, yeah. she's in there with let's see, Michael Fassbender, Ewan McGregor, Bill Paxton, Channing Tatum, Chang Tatum, Antonio Banderas, Michael Douglas. I'm like, she's in there with some good company, and you have to believe like Ewan McGregor, like they were in love and as a couple. Yeah, and you're like, no, they weren't. <laughs> I don't believe you. No, they weren't. <laughs> yeah. So, again. Some great scenes. It's beautifully shot because it's fucking Soderbergh. Um, he's definitely in love with the color yellow in this film. Um, but yeah, it's she's not compelling at all. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, I can understand why Atomic Blonde worked so much better. Yeah, because they're like, oh no, people will see a female at action film. Okay, let's get a good actress then. Yeah. Don't, <clears throat> yeah. We don't have to worry about, you know, Soderbergh making this on his fucking iPhone during the weekend. You know, <laughs> so we can actually put some money into it. Uh, after that, you watch The One. Is that Jet Li? Jet Li? That movie's fucking awful. <laughs> um, even, did I, 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 I probably still liked it. Because there's some parts of that, are, but it's like, there's, there is surprisingly little martial arts in this. How did you? Because how did you even? Why did you even decide to watch this? Because of everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. Because this is a movie in which Jet Li is a criminal, jumping through multiverse, killing all the other versions of him, which makes him stronger. Gotcha. And he feels like once he's killed like all other one hundred and thirty of him, he will become like a god. That sounds like a good graphic novel series. Surprise! It wasn't. It would make a good series. Um, and I'm like, well, hey, it's got Jet Li, it's got Jason <laughs> Statham. Jason Statham doesn't fight pretty much at all. How do you not? I mean, I, I, again, it's still early Statham, 
But he 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 feel like on say he could have gone like you know I can do kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you would think. Yeah, there's like one fight scene of Jason Staden, I mean of uh, Jet Li fighting himself, like in the last like five minutes of the movie. That's all the rest of it's just like shooting. Like, why do you have Jet Li in a movie firing a gun all the fucking time? <laughs> why did he even did he even do like a a gung fu? John no, Wick it wasn't style? like he, wasn't like Equilibrium or like you know the now John Wick style or Wanted. Yeah, where they curve bullets. That was so fucking dumb. Oh boy. But at least that bit, it, that one at least, you know, had the actors that could pull that off where you're like, hey, they're buying into it. I can fucking buy into it for an hour and a half. Yeah. This, oh, it was just, and it was just early tooth. Oh, the fucking soundtrack. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was all like, I don't know how many times they played the song Let the Bodies Hit the Floor in this one movie. <laughs> <coughs> From Drowning Pool. Drowning? Is that Maybe. I don't know. But it was all like that early 2000s new metal. Awesome. Pure fucking aggro fucking cock. You know, like, terrible fucking music. And that's all this film was. Um, the effects were not good. Like, they had some interesting ideas, but the effects were not good. Yeah, well, it was, it's, in that, it's in that time period. It's 2001. Yeah. We, we had a rough time of it for yep. when... As soon as they thought they could start CGing stuff, everything, yeah, and they couldn't. Nope. <laughs> uh, no, it was just, it was just a very ugh, great concept, bad execution across the fucking board. Um, Del Delroy Lindo was like the one saving grace in that fucking. I saw film. he was in there. Yeah, he plays the cop out to get Jet Li, and right. uh, Statham is like the new to the force. You know, let me go by my own rules. And Delroy was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Wait, where is this taking place? Los Angeles. Is Statham doing an American accent? How's that going? Not well. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, inconsistently. Yeah. Uh, There's a reason he doesn't do that anything anymore. Like, I, I kind of want to watch this now. It, it, it's, a, <sighs> it's a definite certain type of train wreck. Uh, what was the... Like, you can see him, like... He's always making, like, these really weird, like, smiling facial gestures as he's talking. And I'm like, I think it's, like, him trying to move his lips in a certain way. Yeah. Because he's always like, yeah. His I dialect am, coach I, told him I that. am American. <laughs> it, it's just awful. Okay. So fucking awful. I, I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking about like, who he and, could have been until you said he was his partner. I was like, hold up. Yeah. And, and part of me is like, dude, there's fucking multi-dimensional travel. Who cares if he's from fucking right. London? Right. <laughs> Say he's from Universe 214, where everybody's British, you know? Oh, that's shit. the one where the British Empire took over everything. Make Delroy Lindo do the accent. And that's the fun, <laughs> that's the even worse part, is like, there isn't, they only go to a couple different universes, briefly. There's nothing different between any of them. Except for one, Delroy Lindo's a gas station attendant at one. Alright. Yeah, there very little imagination was used in making that film. And it shows. Uh, it's like they just went, what should we do here? That okay, that's what we're gonna do. Nope, no need to no need to brainstorm it. That's what we're doing. After that, and I looked this up, um, can be pronounced It Man, Eat Man, or IP Man. Right. All three are acceptable. Dan, what did they say in the movie? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
They always <laughs> always said it, man. Okay. Um, but very good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good. I mean, you've got, you know, uh, Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. So he's always fucking awesome. Unlike the one, lots of martial arts fights in this one. <laughs> sometimes kind, for they're kind of better be. <laughs> sometimes for just no dumb reason. Other there's just like they have like a like a street in this town where every all all of the different schools are for for different kung fu styles. And at one point in the movie, like some guys from out of town go, "Hey, we're gonna start up a new school here, so we have to fight all of you so that people will come to our school." And they go from school to school kicking people's ass. <laughs> and I'm like, ridiculous and I love it. So that's the plot of... Oh, no. Okay. It's actually... That's like the first like half an hour. Then Japan invades China. Like, the real life. Right. You know, and and that's like when it gets like fucking dark for a while. Because <sighs> all the Japanese start killing fucking all of them, pretty much. And they were able to fight to get bags of rice. Because the, the military guy in charge was like a study... He was a ma- uh, J- Japanese master, master, master martial artist and thought J- Japanese is better than Chinese martial yeah. arts. So he would let them fight it out and then fight the ones he thought were the better ones. You know, end up killing them. So, of course, there's like a fucking blood sport style scene where one of Donnie Yen's former students is killed. Well, because I was so going he's like, to... I will fight you. I will fight you. Uh, I was thinking that I should start my... Uh... All those Bruce Lee movies that I bought. Um, I would start with one of the many Ip Man films. Well, that's what... And then I saw you watch this. Because, I, I, I mean... That movie is fucking everywhere. It's on yeah. every streaming service. It's always four ninety nine. And there's like, like four of them. Like maybe <clears throat> Yeah, oh yeah, there's now. a bunch of them. And, uh, and there's also... So, um, Wong Kar Wai's uh, The Grandmaster. Okay. Starring Tony Leong. Okay. At, which is also apparently very good. Shang-Chi's so. father. Yeah, Hong yeah. dad. Uh, yeah, and then when I saw that that it was good, I was it's like, well, maybe I should watch a couple of those good. before I watch. Well, it's the like Bruce a lot of the ones. Korean films where you're getting like an actual pretty good history lesson in like what was going on and how like this once very affluent town in China became destitute because um, they were all forced to like fucking dig for coal and shit underneath the Japanese oppression. Is it dubbed? Jap- oh yeah. No, no, wait, no, sorry, it's subtitled. Okay. Not dubbed at all. Okay. So the one at least I watched was. Original yeah. dialogue. Okay. No. I can't can't do dubbed. Yeah, and there's, like I said, sometimes you're like, why is there a fight scene <laughs> happening right now? Yeah. Uh, all right. Because there needs to be. Because it needs to Because be. it's been ten minutes since there was one. Yeah, and there's like <laughs> another why. scene where like later they're all working at a factory, you know, because like, it, man invest in a factory, like a cotton factory at one point, and then like the Japanese take it over and just randomly beat people there from time to time, so he teaches them all how to fight, you know, which is awesome, because like then there is a fight scene in there with like all these like older and young people fighting, and they suck still, but they're trying, but they're still getting their ass kicked. <laughs> Japanese were real dicks around it. They time. really were. They were all just about invading fucking that's, everywhere. That's like... There are so many Korean movies about what dicks the Japanese are. Yeah. Like, it could be, hey, they were dicks in the 1500s, they were dicks in the 1920s. It yep. doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, then you watch The Mechanic. Uh, that's Statham, right? Yeah, that's that's Statham and uh, Ben Foster. Oh. And uh, Donald Sutherland. 
2011. You know, it's just it's one of those stories where it's a guy who's an assassin who is very good at making things look like accidents. Um, oh yeah, and then he kills the father of he kills Ben Foster's father and feels guilty, so he kind of takes him under his wing. And you know, of course, things aren't going to go well as the story goes on. Right. Um, originally a Charles Bronson film with Jan Michael Vincent as the protege. Ah. Um, <clears throat> that's actually a very fine film. This was fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this this has shootouts. You know, not much kung fu in this one, but it, it's a it's it's an you know two, early two thousand tens Jason Statham action film. Better or worse than Crank? Worse. <laughs> Everything is worse than Crank, man. Everything is worse than Crank. Better or worse than Transporter? Same. Worse than the bank job. I actually like the bank job better. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So yeah, it's the, worse yeah, than the bank yeah. job. Oh, yeah, worse than the bank job. Yeah, because the bank job has a story. <laughs> yeah. Um, I almost did watch the bank job after that. But I can. Andrea got home from work, so I'm like, "Damn it, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's not. She's not going to want to watch. She's the not going to want to watch the bank job." Uh, then you spent an entire day yeah, watching. Yeah, the next day was the Lord of the Rings. Uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, parts two and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're still the same. Uh, two Towers, I think, got the best. Uh, improved the most with the additional material. I would agree. Um, because before the extended editions, I don't think I had a preference. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't think that any of the three stood out above yeah, the, the only, other two. The only parts of the two towers I felt got a little worse was the tree beard shit. Because those, scene those scenes went on longer, and those yeah. are literally my least favorite scenes in the entire trilogy. Yeah. Um, but you got way more, you know, the Battle of Helm's Deep. You yeah. got way more Rohan stuff. I... I, I, I think I wrote it. My, the Battle of Helm's Deep is still probably my favorite cinematic like war scene. Yeah, um, it's just fucking awesome. And in 4K, it's fucking spectacular. Yeah, it looks so good. Almost looks too good at certain points. Yeah, almost like video gamey. Yeah, almost to the point where it goes back to being. Is this a video game? Yeah, um, especially the, <clears throat> the Legolas shit. Sometimes you know where you like. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, that's 2002, 2003. That was. Amazing. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was pioneering that shit. We were just. We were just talking about. Hey, kind of giving the one a little bit of slack because that was a really weird time, like ninety six, seven to yeah. about HD, which would be about two thousand six. Meanwhile, you know, Peter Jackson's got all of New Zealand working yeah. on it, and it looks better. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, it looks better in this than it does in the Hobbit movies. Yeah, the Hobbit movies. It looks awful. Ugh. Ugh. Awful. Um. After that, you watched Waiting. Yeah, I remember just, thinking it was fine. It was. It was fine. I just I felt like watching another restaurant movie. Yeah. And I'm like, I haven't watched that since it came out. Let's see how well that holds up. Um, a lot of problematic actors still in that though, because you got like fucking Dane Cook and Eddie Milanakis like, and Chris Delia. Is Chris Delia in there? N- no, but we. What did we start watching? We started watching um, Andrea because she's sick. Started watching that TV show You. Oh yeah. Where he plays a yeah very very creepy potential sex offender comedian, and Andrea didn't know that. I'm like, because when it, it comes out and introduces, I'm like, oh my god, is that Christy Elia? She's like, I don't know who's that, and I'm like, um, 
He got recently canceled for <laughs> sending like really inappropriate text messages to young young ladies and potentially a lot worse to like 15 16 year olds. Yeah. What uh <clears throat> What movie is he he works in a kitchen in some movie? I don't know. I thought it was I no. would have just assumed it was waiting. <laughs> no. Uh What the hell is I could look it up but I don't have the energy. Um 50-50, was that a first? That was a first, that was first watch. watch. yeah. That just uh, happened because I was watching Waiting on Hulu, I think. Yeah. And it was like, you might also like, and you know what? I was like, you know, I've been meaning to watch that yeah. fucking forever. Um, really good movie. Yeah. I mean, it's it balances that type of Judd Apatow-style humor with... I mean, it's based on a true story. The guy who wrote the film is the main... You know, he's the Joseph Gordon-Levitt character of the film, and what it was like for him going through you know, spinal cancer and, you know, trying to figure out what to do with himself during all that. Uh, probably my favorite Seth Rogen performance. Really? <clears throat> he's really, I mean, he's still Seth Rogen, but yeah. he's really good in it. Uh, this was, the reason Fifty Fifty always stands out to me, I don't know why I'll always remember this, that was when Voodoo started having Free With Ads movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know, however many years ago that was. Four years ago, maybe now. Uh, this was the first voodoo-free movie I ever watched. <laughs> and that's why I remember it. Yeah. Um, but I remember liking it. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, good performances. Um, Just Gordon-Levitt's really, really good in it. Um, oh, Christ, yeah. Bryce oh, Dallas yeah. Howard's Anna in Kendrick it. Anna Kendrick. Anna uh, Kendrick. Philip Baker Hall. Who just died? Did he just die? Just recently. Yeah. Um, who plays Angelica Houston plays his mother. Yeah. Really good film. Very, very solid. Yeah. I remember liking it. Uh, after that, you watched a Richard Licklatter uh, documentary, documentary. That I didn't have any idea existed. I mean, it's a Talking Heads documentary about a filmmaker. Holy shit, that is everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is, it's one that of those is that streaming is... everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it is on Tubi, Voodoo, um, Freebie. But I specifically watched it because of who like the Talking Heads were. M. Peacock. So yeah, I mean, Richard. I still haven't watched all his films. Who is it? It's McConaughey, Jack Black, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is fucking hilarious. Oh, Julie he keeps talking I guess about, I could just read it instead yeah. of looking, trying he, to look at the He keeps talking about what an asshole Richard Linklater is, nice. even though you know he's not. But, yeah. Um. Just yeah, full of people. Um. Because we're again, Andrew and I are going to Austin, Texas in. April, during April vacation, uh, we're going to go visit some of the places from Dazed and Confused. So I wanted, I'm gonna re, we're gonna rewatch Dazed and Confused very shortly, and I just want, I was like, hey, here's a nice little documentary about Richard Linklater I haven't watched yet. Uh, just going back to Fifty Fifty real quick, the funny thing about when you said it was your favorite Seth Rogen performance, <clears throat> I just read a thing this morning about. Uh, him getting some shit for his because he's the voice of Donkey Kong. Yeah, <clears throat> and that like in the trailers and stuff, it's just Seth Rogen. He was like, "Hey, that's exactly what I told them. I said, hey, I do not do voices. Mm-hmm. If you want me to voice this character, it's just gonna be me.' Yep. And that's and they said, "Yep, that's what we want." Which is much better than Chris Pratt saying he's really, really trying to do all this, but and then he just sounds like Chris fucking <laughs> he just Pratt. Sounds like Chris Pratt. Yeah, Seth, uh, Seth Rogen is a very honest actor. Like he never. And that's, I think, one of the like, good things I like about him as an actor. He's very everyman. Yeah. He is not an overly handsome dude. Nope. But he's funny. Yep. He knows he's funny. He knows he's a stoner. He plays into that. Yep. Like, he, 
you know what you're getting when you get Seth Rogen. And then every yeah. once in a while, he'll pull out something like um, Jobs, where you're just like, yeah. fuck, he was really good in that. <laughs> like, he is capable of doing more. Yeah. But he also knows, hey, I can do this for a long, long time and this stay is employable. <clears throat> this is my wheelhouse. Yeah. I can make the night before and Pineapple Express and, you know, do that shit and I will always have work. I rewatch Pineapple Express every, I don't know, couple of years. Um, probably five, every five years, I don't know. Um, and every time I watch it, I forget how violent it is. Oh, yeah. It's very it's violent. very violent. <laughs> and it also has uh, the worst looking fake weed in any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> They're which is not, weird, because you think him, of all people, would be like... Oh, I'm sure he was. But they're like, no, that's what we got. Guys, well, these look like ficus plants or something. I don't know what the fuck this is even supposed to look like. Uh, they look like palm trees or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, but yeah, that movie's incredibly violent. Oh, yeah. the the It's one of my favorite fight scenes. Yeah. Like, the fight scene like with them and Danny McBride. Yeah. And the, I love that. In the apartment. Movie. That's like like straight out of Kill Bill between fucking Daryl Hannah and Uma Thurman, you know? Yeah. Very close quarters, just wickedly violent <laughs> fight scene. Uh, I've, it's been a while since I saw that. I wonder if I've even ever logged it, if, if it's been that long. Um, I know I haven't. I haven't watched it in a good long while. Where the hell is it? Holy shit, it's way down here. I have never logged this movie, so I'm going to have to... Maybe I'll... And uh, I'd be willing... And I'm pretty sure neither have I. Oh, wait. Uh, actually, no. I have. have. When you, did I fucking watch that? Uh, you... Seven years ago. Okay. So it was like that first batch. Oh. We, when I was <laughs> just... Because when you first join it, it you can yeah. rate a bunch of movies that you've seen. So I just rated it. I doubt I have an actual activity of watching right. it. Rated, liked. Well, did say activity. Huh. Who knows? But again, seven years ago when I wasn't really. Yeah. <clears throat> then I took a four-year hiatus from right. using the app. Um, maybe I'll I'll make that. I'll put that in my rewatch list. Uh, after that last, so then last night you watched Babylon. All, all of yesterday we watched Babylon. Is it super long? Three hours. Oof. Yeah. Um, Hollywood does love itself. But this, holy shit, this, this, this punches Hollywood in the dick, man. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I believe I put it as, this is, uh, Boogie Nights directed by Gaspar Noe. Yeah. Um, which, if you don't know Gaspar Noe's films, they're usually, what's the word for degradarious? Like, people are often degraded in, uh, <laughs> Gaspar Noe films, um, this movie starts, like, and I'm not spoiling because it happens in, like, the first three minutes of the film, with an elephant shitting on a man. Oh. Violently. Oh. A lot. Oh. Um, and then follows it up with a scene at a party of a young girl pissing on a very fat man. Like, oh. as he enjoys it. Um, this film goes to every excess known. Like, um, I, I got no problem with people's fetishes, but I will never understand the pissing thing. Nope. This one, it shows I don't it for quite some time. Get it. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. This this film, it starts off with probably the most, debauch, the most debauched party I've ever seen. And it is fucking magnificent. I don't know how Damien... Because, again, it's Damien Chazelle yeah. uh, from Whiplash and, and La La Land and First Man. I don't know how he filmed this movie. 
in certain parts. There is, there is so much fucking going on. Like, in one scene, there's like a major conversation happening, and in the background, where you can see it, so it's meant to be seen, but it's just like, this is how typical... There is a, um, a little person pogoing on a giant penis. <laughs> and th- that is very typical for the first half hour of this film. Or the because the thing is they're they're at a party thrown by like a Hollywood producer where everyone is who is someone is there and it's all of Hollywood's elites just engaging in every fucking thing they can like cocaine like sex, they do like they do <clears throat> um but it is like. To another, think of like every drug party, every sex party, every everything you've ever seen in every Hollywood film, and then combine it into one, and then shoot it like you're shooting the fucking Copacabana scene from fucking Goodfellas. <laughs> I don't know how he pulled this shot, these shots off in this scene. I fucking don't. Hmm. They're fucking. Oh, and then you've also got a live jazz band going throughout the entire scene. Um. Because the film follows a young man named Manuel, who is the guy in charge of transporting the elephant in the very first scene. The pooping one. To this party, because again, this party wanted an elephant. So, and it, it takes place in the nineteen late 1920s, early 1930s. It's, it's <laughs> oddly enough, it pays a lot of homage to um, Singing in the Rain. Because it's all about that, that ten-year bridge between silent pictures... Yeah. And talkies, where lots of people lost their careers because they, good physical actors, um, couldn't st- talk for shit. But Manuel, who starts off as this low, you know, Brad Pitt hires him to basically be an assistant because he likes how Brad Pitt, how he, because Brad Pitt's one of the main characters. He's, you know, the, he's not Clark Gable, but he's kind of a Clark Gable character where he's like the big movie star you know, of the silent era who's making the transition. Um, and he hires this Manuel guy on his assistant, and then Manuel just slowly climbs the ranks of Hollywood. Margot Robbie is a young woman who wants to be a star. And then there's also one of the jazz musicians from the party who slowly starts getting more and more work. So it's basically those three stories. The parallels to Boogie Nights are very, very apparent. Because there's just like all that, look at how fucking awesome everything is for the first hour and a half. Right. Holy shit, look, every you want to snort, snort coke off a prostitute while riding an elephant, you can fucking do it if you're in the pictures. <laughs> you know. We Next can. thing you know, you're giving hand jobs in a truck in a parking lot. And this film goes there. <laughs> not Maybe not quite to that same thing, but there is a... Fucking Tobey Maguire doesn't show up about, until about two hours and 15 minutes into this movie. And that is when you have reached the lowest of the fucking lows. Because Margot Robbie's character has a gambling problem. Ran up a gambling debt of like 90000 or some shit. Um, and they're going to murder her. There's she a lot in 1920-whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a lot now. So they have to go pay this man. And it is... It's the Alfred Molina scene. Only the Alfred Molina scene takes place in an underground sex club dungeon. Nice. Um, with alligators. Um, and again, a lot of this shit, I'm like, I don't know how they filmed this, but in the middle of this, like, it, there's a big fucking, there's like, they're on a, a, ho- a Hollywood set lot in the desert where they're filming like probably seven different movies 
and the camera's going through it all. And you, oh, yeah. I'm just like, this is fucking magnificent. Holy shit. How did he fucking do this? Um, I do understand why this film flopped. Because, I mean, you've got an elephant violently and graphically shitting on it. To the point where I'm like, they might have let that elephant shit on that dude. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, you've got that in, like, your opening scene, and then you show a very debauched fucking sex party. Like, after that. I can get where a lot of people, like, you know... Tuned out immediately. Like, if your parents went to see this film, they're walking out. And never let the movie come back. Yeah. Um, I can see why it didn't do well financially. I don't understand how this didn't get more love at the Academy. Yeah. I really don't. Sure, it's fucking long. But fucking everything is this long now, it feels like. You know... That was I just all quiet. Scrolled. All quiet on the Western Front wasn't exactly short. No, um, but I mean, it's got like a three point nine. Yeah, and the I'm kind of surprised at the spread because I would expect it to be like really top heavy, considering how much yeah. hate it seems to have gotten. But the rankings on it, like, I mean, and it's even got like a seven two on IMDb. But I haven't checked to see what it got for like what its critic like what its audience ratings were. I'm sure the audience ratings were very low, but like So there's only <clears throat> only ten percent of the reviews were two and a half and below. Yeah. So ninety percent were uh above two and a half and twenty eight thirty five six about sixty five percent were four or better. So yeah. um Letterbox liked it. Dan Merle didn't like it. Hmm, interesting. Ianna Murray didn't like it. I really liked it, to the point where I was pissed we watched it on Paramount+. Plus. Because, like, I'm sh- I know there are scenes where I'm like, I bet this looks absolutely fucking stunning on 4K. Or, yeah. Like, even Andrew was like, I wish we could have seen this on an IMAX. Because it's just, it's overwhelming visually. It really is, but it's so fucking good. And there are so many people in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cast is huge. Yeah, and and in small, small parts. Like, Tobey Maguire is not in the film for long. Got a very big part. Uh, Looking great, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he's doing, but he looks like He is shit. not healthy. Yeah, he looks that, like shit. His character is not... He looks like the type of guy who visits underground sex fighting clubs <laughs> in a sewer. You're who I would expect to see here. Yeah. Yeah, you, you are definitely who I know who knows what's going on in the third below ground level here, because the shit that's because like you walk in in the first level, and, and at this point you're still just actually talking to Toby McGuire, the person. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even told him who he's playing yet. Yeah, but he's just like, no, no, guys, really, I know this cool, cool place. <laughs> uh yeah, it it would have definitely cracked my top five. Yeah. For the year, if I had seen it beforehand, um, I got to get it on 4K and watch it again because I just I want to be a, even more blown away by it. But fuck, yeah, I, I can understand those who hate it. I don't get those who don't think it's a technical technological marvel. Yeah, like just the wrangling he had to fuck. I mean, just alone for the Margot Robbie versus a fucking snake fight. The uh, who also Eric Roberts <clears throat> plays your dad, huh. and he's 
fucking awesome. Because <laughs> you're like, what a fucking tool. I bet this is what Eric Roberts is like in real life. So of the, like, I don't know, 16 or so that you watched uh, since last time, you went from The Hunger Games to Babylon with Lord of the Rings, Waiting. Bunch of action. The One. A couple uh, horror films. <laughs> Wicker Man and Megan. I mean, you, you, you hit a lot I, of... I ran, uh, I ran the gamut. Yeah. Um, I definitely uh, added some films to the, you know, genre viewing. Like, my, yeah. uh, my genre got balanced out a little there for the year um but it was a good viewing viewing week i won't lie i'm i think i'm I glad only... we finished because we almost yeah. i almost started watching avatar too because avatar became available digitally because right. they haven't even Did you buy it i'm going to well they haven't announced a physical media date yet really yeah huh so i think cameron's kind of d- doing that for a while where it's gonna be like no i'm you fuckers can't own it yet, unless you buy it digitally for a while. Creed did that too. Creed 3 came out this week digitally. And it's not scheduled to come out on disc until fucking May. Like, oh, wow. end of May. Huh. Because that's got me going. Even though uh, uh, Jonathan Majors has not had the best week. No. <laughs> uh, but I still want to see it. Yeah. I know, it's funny that they released the statement of the girlfriend. I'm like, this reads like a hostage statement. Yeah, it's weird. This the does whole... not make him seem... Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Jonathan Majors... <laughs> Didn't make me feel any better about it. He got arrested for allegedly uh, like beating the shit out of his girlfriend and doing shit. And then a bunch of people came out like, he's always been kind of a violent asshole. Um, but then they she released a statement. Now you tell me. They were, Oh, they released the text messages that she sent to him. Right. And it reads like textbook battered woman syndrome. Like... It was all my fault, baby. I'm so sorry. I'll make sure they know it's not your fault. It's all, and I'm just like, ew, ew, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and like his only response in there is like, you turned in the keys, right? <laughs> yeah, not a great week. Not a great week. Uh, and I'm I'm betting Marvel's pissing their pants a little. Oh, right now. you're fucking right. They are. Yeah, because they're like. Uh, we kind of based our next ten years on you not being in jail. <laughs> yeah, or even just they're not going to be able to move forward, even if yeah. Oh, they'll have to replace him. They yeah. will straight up. Well, I mean, the good thing is he's multi-dimensional. Yeah. So they could just say, "I'm the Kang from another dimension. I look like the Rock." <laughs> <laughs> and like cast like Danny DeVito or something. Yeah. <laughs> to play him. Well, I mean, what's uh, Christ? He was in Candyman. I can never pronounce it. Mom, oh Christ! He was. um... Does he look like Jonathan Majors? No, but he's a very good, uh, like physically intimidating black actor. Um, he so was not the, like Danny DeVito. Not like Danny, although Danny DeVito would be great, and just with no explanation. Yahya Abdul Mateen the second. Okay. Um, he was also in like what he was in the TV Watchmen show. Um, he was in Ambulance. Uh, he was he oh, played okay. Morpheus in the Matrix in the new Matrix. Okay, he is a very good actor. I so I think if you had to replace Jonathan Majors and you didn't want someone who looked overwhelmingly different, Danny DeVito style, yeah, who could still be very physical, threatening, and and has that good kind of screen presence where you're just like this motherfucker can kill us all if we want. Yeah, I think he would be a good choice. But who knows? 
If no, not, no one gets charged, who knows what will happen. Right. Uh, so I, what, what did we last record on the 19th? I don't know when I finished Crouching Tiger. I don't um, think we talked about Crouching Tiger um, last time. Oh, because I still, I was finishing it up when you got here. Mm-hmm. Uh, hadn't seen it since it came out. Didn't remember anything about it. I like that movie. It's That's very, very good. So good. <laughs> um, Robin, Robin and the kids are in Bangor, and her she is hell bent on getting Colin to wear jeans because kids his age don't like to wear jeans. No, they all it's wear weird. They all wear athletic pants. Yes, like every single day. Well, it's funny because I was telling you, Andrea that like the kids one day had a like a, in the high school they had like a dress like Adam Sandler day. And she's like, the kids love Adam Sandler still? I'm like, actually, they're fucking obsessed with Adam Sandler. Yeah. And they Weird. all dress like him. Yeah. I'm like, every single kid is wearing, like, hoodies and fucking athletic pants. Yeah. Like, kids in jeans is rare, especially the guys. Yeah. And, like, <clears throat> Colin's like, well, I like sweatpants. I'm like, Colin, you're not special. Everyone likes sweatpants. Yep. We just don't wear them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, look at me. I'm wearing sweatpants right now. Yep. But have you ever seen me, like, go to school with my sweatpants on? Eventually you have to look like a not seven-year-old. Yep. But he's not, he is definitely not alone. No. Like I said, every freaking boy in the middle school dresses like that, it seems like. To the point where, yeah, if they're wearing jeans, they're in the minority. Yep. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, the whole middle school and high school, they're, they're so individualistic and on their own but yet they're all exactly alike they're all wearing the exact same stuff and in literally like the exact uh, same money some days yeah yeah for like months on yep. end uh, so some kids have like two hoodies and that's what they wear every day yeah. like you can take it off some days you know because no one of them especially is like oh man i'm so hot today it feels very why is it so hot and you're like you are wearing a fucking hoodie you wear a hoodie every single day yeah um uh, on the twentieth, I was uh, on my journalism watch list. Uh, one of my journalism watch list movies uh, popped up for four ninety nine. State of Play, so I watched that. It's fine. Yeah, it's. I don't think I've seen it. That's you have. That's that's the Ridley you, Scott one. You with have though Russell Crowe, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not Ridley Scott though. It's it is not? no. He might he may have produced or something, but uh, he might not have. And I just might have been confusing it with another Ridley Scott I one mean, from that era. The cover looks like a Ridley Scott movie. Yeah. Um, it is Kevin McDonald. Oh, okay. Do we know who that is? Um, yes, but I can't quite replace what he drank. He's very mid level. Yeah, last he did king, last king of Scotland, the Mauritanian. I don't even know what that is. Uh, that was the Guantanamo Bay film. Okay. Uh, the How I e- Live Now the, is actually on my list. The Eagle. I've seen Black Sea. Uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, it was, uh, I mean, you, you've seen it, mm-hmm. basically. <clears throat> it's very similar to a lot of uh, that type of... It is a... Uh, Body of Lies. That's the Ridley Scott one. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a... <laughs> Well below, uh, you know, something like Michael Clayton in yeah. that in that same time area time period. This would be a C level <laughs> Michael Clayton. Uh, then I got Colin to sit down and watch The Martian with me. Um, I realized I did not have a four. We, it's kind of what we talked about last week. Uh, I realized I did not have a four K 
version. Um, and it popped up for four ninety nine, but it was also so in four K, but also the extended version. So I bought mm-hmm. the extended four K version. Um, yeah, I bought the extended four K on on four K, and I haven't watched it since I bought it. That so was, it was one of those like four ninety nine Black Friday yeah. ones. I'm like, sure, I'll get that. Um, I love that movie. That movie, yeah. So, the book is so much fun too. It is the the only thing that and I I because I was watching it with Colin. The the thing that I explained to him about. Uh, I mean, obviously, the book goes into a little more detail. It's very faithful, mm-hmm. um, but you don't get the sense of how long the journey was yeah. on the movie. The movie, it's literally like a little montage, and it's yeah. it's the entire fifty days. The book is a good chunk of the book is yeah. that. A lot more references in the book too. Yeah, it's like the first time I read that, I was like, "Holy fuck!" I think I wrote this book because the guy is a massive Cubs fan who just constantly is making like good times references. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, he was our age during that time when we were that age. Yeah. Uh, Who obviously watched a lot of WGN. Yeah. Because I think at one point he makes, like, a WGN reference. Yeah. Because they were allowed to take, like, certain things with them on the trip, and all he took was, like, reruns of Good Times and the Jeffersons and the shit that was all on WGN when we were, like, nine. See, and the funny thing, that that was the kind of... uh, unbelievable part for me is that like the only music that any of them got on board was just Lewis's disco music like you can fit tens of thousands of songs on (laughs) one little teeny device terabyte hard drive come on NASA you know thumb drive will uh have pretty much our entire music collections honestly if we needed them to yeah and they were going for like I said it was also a long Long journey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, but excellent movie. Um, I watch about every two years now. And I, Colin sat through the whole thing. Um, and you know that Colin's into it if, like, he has to go to the bathroom and he asks you to pause. Because sometimes when we force him to watch stuff with us, he'll just he'll go to, get up to go to the bathroom. You don't need to pause. <laughs> maybe, maybe the next day I have, like, two days in a row where I don't want to teach much science. Mm-hmm. I will show the Martian. <laughs> Because, I mean, that is, like, all about science. There is yeah. so much fucking science in that movie. But it, like, shows... Because most of the kids are like, how will I ever use science? Science is fucking useless. And it's like, science is everywhere, kids, if you know it. <laughs> like, if you want to go to Mars. But, like, you just, look, you know, growing potatoes in your own shit. Right. <clears throat> I think the kids will get a kick out of that. Or at least find it amusing enough for two days viewing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, your reaction to Captain Phillips was the same as mine. Uh, what did I say? Oh, well, it's like four stars, but you didn't heart it. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's like this is a damn good movie. It is. Not really, sure if I liked it though. It really is. Yep. Um, it's a very good movie, and, and I, I don't know if I'll ever rewatch it. Probably not. How did I? How did I grade it? Uh, three and, three and, and a half. half. Can't remember if I liked. Uh, nope, nope. See, three and a half with no heart. Yep, <laughs> yep. And it takes a lot for me to not give something a heart. Yes. Yeah, uh, and and uh, your your la- the last part of your review, Hank's post rescue trauma reactions are a stellar bit of acting. That's what I, I would have. I was at a three and a half probably up until then. And I was like, I'm. You've earned your four, Tom. Yeah. Because uh, it's ter- it really is um, like chilling. Like yeah. it gives you goosebumps because mm-hmm. he's. Especially if you know what it looks like or have gone through it, uh, it's 
Yeah. Very, very, very fine film that I will probably never rewatch ever. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't know if I enjoyed it. It's one of those ones where you kind of... Uh, while you're watching it, and it, this goes back to uh, something I was thinking about, because um, I, I texted you that I watched that Three Mile Island uh, Netflix doc yeah. this week. Because um, the China Syndrome is not available Because the China Syndrome is not available So anywhere. movie nerds that we are, we're important, uh, that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's available. I'm just not paying fucking $13 oh, for it. Well, you know what's Bullshit. odd, too? Because um, I was watching that conspiracy thriller podcast. Yeah. And two of the films that they didn't put on it, but said they were both they both liked, I had never heard of. Both of them are available in that same exact sale. Yeah. But I'm like, shit, I've already made my purchase, and I can't add to it. And the, the worst part of those sales is the shipping. Oh, yeah. Because the shipping is like 20 bucks right. coming from... So you, you need I to I mean, be... you save enough if you order... Because I ordered like $60 worth of films. I got like eight Blu-rays for like 60 bucks, so I got a yeah. great deal. So that when even when they add the twenty dollars shipping on, I'm like, okay, I'm still only it just, paying ten bucks for all these films. It just sucks that you're yeah. uh, doing that for one. You feel like yeah, you're wasting exactly. it. Exactly. I, I can't yeah. do that for two films. Right. The thing is, the cool thing is, though, that's really awesome about that company indicator. They put out a newsletter. They tell you when stock starts getting low. They'll be like, stock is low on these eight films. Yeah. If you want it, fucking order now. Yeah. It's kind of low on these ones, so you've probably got a little bit more time if you want to wait. Yeah. But I mean, paying like, what was it, four pounds a film? Not bad. <laughs> and again, like, they, they love releasing 70s films. Like, the vast majority of their films that they put out are 70s. That's funny. Yeah. Which, hey, I'm all for it. Great decade and a lot of underrated gems in there that I've apparently never heard of. Um, but yeah, so that ties into Captain Phillips. By <laughs> <laughs> we got there through. Uh, Three Mile Island China yeah. Syndrome. Um, Captain Phillips, you're, you spend so much time, It kind of, and it's your own fault, my own fault, I spent so much time thinking, wait, there's still an hour left of this movie. They, what are they going to do now? You yeah. know, one of those types of things. Uh, and it kind of, again, it's it's my own fault. Um, and I had a hard time getting out of that. Yeah, cause I mean, what? how long? Was, it was two hours it's long. It's two hours. It? but it, If they had made that like a tight 140, oh. It feels wrapped up at an hour. It isn't, yeah, because uh, there's a whole lifeboat sitch. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It kind of uh, now the opposite thing happened with the Three Mile Island documentary. Yeah, I've been watching the shit out of those Netflix documentaries, the three and four part ones. I know. I really want to watch the Waco one too now. Yeah, that's next on my list. Yeah, because um, I started the DB Cooper one. Um, what was the other one that I... Oh, the, the Murtaugh Murders. Oh, yeah. Did you watch... That's, I haven't. That one's awesome. I bet well, it is. awesome. It's fucking horrifying. But yeah. Horrifyingly <laughs> what a, awesome. What a bunch of fucking scumbags those yeah. people are. Um, and it's... Every one of them is a rotten scumbag. Um, the good old boy South. But the Three Mile Island one... I knew nothing about this other than that there was an accident. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things that was like really big in the news when we were at the age to not to fucking not understand, understand it. anything beyond the name. Yeah, because it was like post Chernobyl. Yeah, no, pre no, pre was it pre Chernobyl? Oh, see, that's yeah. how well I understood exactly. it. Exactly, it actually it happened in 1979. Oh, that's right. But it was still in the news regular, fairly regularly up until about 84 or so when the cleanup stuff happened. 
I didn't realize because the the first two episodes is four episodes. The first two episodes are the initial accident um, and like the response to it. Yeah. For for those of you who don't know, who are like nineteen nineties and after babies, uh, Three Mile Island there was a nuclear meltdown, nuclear reactor issue. Yes, a um, nuclear accident yeah, and in, at a plant in off, Pennsylvania. Yeah, which is which is not terribly far from like New York City, right? Um, and it was like the beginning of the oh fuck, maybe nuclear shit is not all it's cracked cracked up to be. <laughs> maybe this is dangerous. What it was, and it's the the same is true in Chernobyl, is that the people running it were not qualified to do it, yeah. um, and. In the case of Chernobyl, it's because you've got a country trying to look like a superpower that can't afford it. Um, but in America, good old capitalism, yeah. uh, they didn't want to pay you for the bu- expertise. You, you build it, and then you don't want to maintain it. Or Because I, I remember, too, it was like, in Maine, we had uh, Maine Yankee. Yes. And it was really weird as a kid to think of, we've got one of those in Maine. Yeah. Are we going to blow up? My dad worked on that. Yeah. When the building of it. And it's one of those things where it's like these things are perfectly safe as long as they are well maintained and well run. As long and as you know what you're doing. American capitalism is not built for sustainability. It's built for if profits. You, if you have to continue, if you want to make profits, yeah, you can't keep investing money back into it. The uh, that's the money you that's that's your investment money. That's the, your bankroll. The thing I did not realize about Three Mile Island. It hadn't been, you know how long that plane had been running? No. 90 days. Wow. Because they... <laughs> I did not know that. They skipped, the the long story short, they skipped or uh, cheaped out on a lot of the safety uh, inspections that you're supposed wow. to do when you start a plant up. Which, again, just screams, you dumb fox. Like, yeah. You do know what nuclear reactors can do, like... We dropped two of them um, onto Japan. If that they were at one point, and this was all found out years, because they weren't even able to inspect the core until like 1984, <laughs> until like five years later. Yeah. Because uh, they couldn't get close enough to it, and they didn't have equipment that would survive yeah. getting down in there. Meanwhile, you could like canoe past this island if you really oh, wanted yeah. to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, take a nice little trip. And so the the... At one point, uh, it was learned years later, we were within 30 minutes of uh, what happened in Chernobyl. And if that had happened there, uh, Philadelphia and New York would have been... Yeah, gone. In deep shit. Deep trouble. Yeah. Uh, whole, whole lot of people dying lots, yes. within two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so that though, that's just the first two episodes. And I was like, how is this four episodes long? The shit that happens after that is way... Uh, makes for uh, oh. really good TV. The cover-up is always better than the crime. That's what it was. Always. It was. <laughs> and that's... It's because that's what's like... If you're on Twitter at all right now, uh, you know you know President Trump was in... Former President Trump was yeah. indicted. And everyone is like, oh, for just campaign fund misuse. It's like, no. Are you not fucking paying attention? It's the cover-up. It's always the cover-up that yeah. gets people in trouble, not the initial crime. Yeah. And he has been covering up his entire fucking life. So that's what most of the people that went to jail for Watergate. It was, it the, was cover the cover up. up. Yeah. Uh, now they committed some very serious crimes, but like the, the shit they went to jail for yeah. was the obstruction and all the post crimey stuff. Yeah. Um, Which is what's going to hopefully eventually nail him. I think it, 
even in the worst case scenario, he's going to be. You don't get thirty-four to, counts and not be found guilty of a couple. Well, <laughs> e- even he's going to be fighting this stuff for the re- literally the rest of his life. So, unless he wins re-election, even, at which point it will disappear very quickly. Because they will make it laws. So you know. back to three mile. I can't. I can't even yep, think back, about it. Uh, back to back, back to, to a, nuclear devastation. A simpler time. Of this. A much simpler time. <laughs> um, uh, but I highly recommend uh, watching the Three Mile Island doc. Uh, it's very good. Um, yeah, this actually made me think. I want to do a seventies month this summer. I think we should do a seventies month. Okay, where we just load up because I've got a, I've been collecting a bunch of them lately from because uh, there's another company called Fun City Editions that puts out a lot of like really unknown like seventies films. Interesting. Um, and stuff, you know that like. Because, yeah, we could watch fucking All the President's Men all fucking day, man. <laughs> and we probably still will watch that again. I just watched it last month. But there's there's so many 70s films that are, like, pretty well regarded that I've never fucking seen. And I'm like, I need to set aside a month to do that with. Because it's like, I've never seen China Syndrome. You know? Yeah, I mean, either. I've, I've um, seen Clute, but once. I should probably I just watch that. Clute. Clute's um, fun. Yeah. Um... Uh, I, and go, listening to the um, the screen drafts thing of the best conspiracy thrillers, um, I liked. I'm like, fuck yeah! I haven't watched the conversation in fucking ever. Yeah. And when I did watch the conversation, it was like a first gen DVD. It might be like, 4.99 right now. Probably. Yes. I can't remember. Uh, I think um, I remember seeing it. You know, and then you know they had all the other ones that you'd expect to be on there. The Parallax View, which I haven't seen in fucking who knows how long. Uh, Basically, all the ones you watch on the regular. <laughs> I got to go back and watch Parallax again because I didn't like I didn't like it, uh, mm-hmm. but maybe I need to watch it again because uh, it's always near the top of those lists. I'll jump right ahead to the to the last two days then. Now that we're kind of on that subject, um, my first time watching Chinatown oh, a, in a, a long time. Yeah, um, I fucking love Chinatown, which oddly enough did not make the conspiracy thriller list. Okay, I mean... Uh, it's probably because they just didn't want to talk about Chinatown Yeah, again. and it's such a fine line between what you're going to consider... Because what was the thing we were talking about that... Oh, uh, they included... They did include... They, no, they did not... Oh, yeah. Body Snatchers. Body Snatchers. But yeah, they, they drew a line at it can't be a paranoid thriller. There has to be an actual conspiracy. Because that's where I would have had Clute. Mm-hmm. But that's just paranoid. I yeah, guess. that's what they did with that. It's like unless you can, unless they're they are showing an actual conspiracy. Yeah. In act, you know, you need to know the people behind it, and they're like, you know, with yeah, with Clued, it's paranoia. <laughs> but you can make that argument for Chinatown. Oh, it straight up is a conspiracy. I mean, they, it's proven. That's that's what Jake Giddis does. He yeah. finds the conspiracy. <laughs> I, because I, I would have, uh, I was trying to think of what I, what I remembered about Chinatown, and it was just the, the twist and then how it ends. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have told you anything about the yeah. whole water conspiracy, um, but that's the stuff that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I know a scumbag made this movie, but yeah. what I try to keep remember, reminding myself are. There are a hundred other people that made this movie great. And that's how I always <laughs> no. view it. It's like, yes, the director's whatever doesn't mean his DP 
doesn't deserve to get recognition. I mean, doesn't mean that sound editing guy doesn't deserve to have his work recognized. And the screenplay is considered one of the greatest screenplays of all time. Yeah, it's always in there, like the argument between that and Casablanca. Which two? Which of these two are the greatest screen? Yeah. So Robert Town. Yeah. Deserves some fucking recognition. Not, not that he's gone unrecognized until now. Right. <laughs> we're, but we're the first ones to ever. <laughs> yeah, but if you rewatch, we're it, finally giving him his due. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, no, Robert Town. His film should not be watched just because one of them got made by a fucking awful human being. Right. Last Details, another one that's in that sale from... Uh, it's streaming right now somewhere, too. It's on HBO. Yeah. Because I was thinking I might watch that, too. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Chinatown is the... Oh, I didn't know Robert Town wrote Yakuza. Fuck yeah. I don't know. I didn't know that either. Old Robert... One of Robert... Like, well, not one of his last one, but, I mean, Sidney Pollack directed Robert Mitchum starring... See, that's the one of the ones that like we should watch. <laughs> All right, I I wasn't familiar with this. Of course, it's not playing anywhere. I'll have to go on the old. But it's uh, cheap to buy. I mean, like ten bucks isn't bad. Yeah, but when it's ten bucks, that means it's gonna be five. Yep. <laughs> At some point. Um, Man, he wrote Greystoke. You're hovering over Days of Thunder. Yeah, Yeah. fucking right I am. (laughs) Uh, Days of Thunder. Hey, 8 million, you wrote 8 million ways to die. We talked about that a few weeks ago. We did. Uh, And he wrote the, I didn't realize he wrote the sequel. Um, Interesting. I remember because I was very excited when that came out, the two Jakes. I've never because I knew it was a sequel to Chinatown, even though I had never seen Chinatown at that point. But I'm like, this is a sequel to Chinatown. I just yes, I was. That's funny that you said that because I remember uh, when the two. The thing that I remember about the two Jakes is that it was a very big deal because it was the sequel to Chinatown, yeah. and I had never seen Chinatown. Yep. And yeah, because it, it came out on video when like what is currently the House of Pizza exactly was the video exactly. Story. Um, I'm pretty sure I had that poster on and, my wall for yes, a while. Yes, because at that time we were we were renting literally every new yeah. every new release. I getting, was renting. Get, getting on the wait list for some. I of was them. stopping there on my way home from yep. school because I walked by it every day. Uh, and yes, they would always give us their old posters uh, when the you know when the new ones came when it came time to take down Which the wasn't that hard because they only had room to show like three posters right. in there <laughs> so when the two jakes was coming down uh it was available yep. and i remember not understanding why it was because i'm like it was fine yeah but i mean we weren't really the best age for it that we were like 15 I re- when that came out i remember nothing about yeah. it. when i wa- when i fi- we I knew jack nicholson at least i own the two jakes but i have never seen it i don't <laughs> think when i do finally watch it i will consider it a first watch because i remember jack i don't either i remember nothing just not understanding what the big deal was uh because again i haven't right. seen chinatown right <laughs> um uh, you know it's like this is like when the this is right around the same time like Godfather three came out. Well, fr- thankfully, I had seen Godfather one and two by that point. But I can imagine like yeah. seeing Godfather three as the first of your Godfathers and going, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get the big. What's the big deal? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've never centered my uh, my watches around a writer yeah. before. You'd be, you could Robert Town is a good one to do it about. And what makes this the the best is I have already watched Mission Impossible this year. 
I don't remember. Oh, because of De Palma yeah. uh, is why I watched Mission Impossible. But and I was planning on watching The Firm because I'm planning on watching a Pel- uh, Pelican Brief. Yep. Because of uh, what did we decide his how to pronounce his name? Pakula. 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 Um, I will probably still say Pacula for the rest of my life, just because that's that's how I de- that's how I decided it. I don't even know what the fuck without limits is. What is without limits? Where are you seeing down this? bottom? Down bottom right. Without Limits is uh, 1998. With oh, it's Billy one of the other Prefontaine films. Okay, I have seen that then. That was the other one other than Prefontaine. Okay. Because Prefontaine now was the Jared Leto one. this is making sense because when, when we talked about... Did, we talked about yeah, Prefontaine, about, right? Yeah, Prefontaine, yeah. Because Stephen like, Knight is in it. I don't think he's in that one. This is making me feel so much better because I was like... I thought Billy Crudup was Prefontaine. <laughs> and I didn't want to say anything because that didn't nope. make any fucking sense. Nope, they both came out like... I'm pretty sure they both came out the same fucking year. Oh, I feel so much better. It was that 90s thing, man, where... I was having, like, serious Mandela effect <laughs> shit going on when we were talking about this. Um, Billy Crudup is the multiverse Prefontaine? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Okay. No, because if you remember, I, also, couldn't, I couldn't remember what the title of the other one was. It's also amazing that this is coming up uh, 25 years later. <laughs> okay. So. Hey, okay. Don Sutherland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, he just shows up everywhere. Yeah, he does. Uh, speaking of clues. That, that would be kind of fun to make David Sutherland, Don Sutherland, your like most watched actor of the year. I bet you could watch an incredibly wide, ver- oh, yeah. an incredible wide variety of films just um, doing Donald Sutherland films. I mean, you've got four without even trying, right? Yeah, yeah. He's oh five because he's in one of the other ones I just recently watched. He's uh, in the mechanic. Oh, so I, I he is one of my top watched actors already this year. I'm only showing three, which would be Moonfall, <laughs> Clue. Damn, if only I'd watched Moonfall like a month later. I mean, just I mean, just like Pride and Prejudice, Ad Astra, Horrible Bosses. Don't look it out. JFK. Oh, that would be the Lord other of War. Body Snatchers, Moonfall, Animal House, A Time to Kill, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, MASH. Oh, shit, I watched Mr. Harrigan's phone in December, too. Yeah. Uh, Cold Mountain, The Dirty Dozen, uh, 19, but Bertolucci's 1900, Astro Boy, Backdraft, Fallen, Space Cowboys. Yeah, I He has have... been in a ton of shit. Fool's uh... Gold, I watched that last year, too. He must have been pretty high on my last year's list. Dirty Dozen is on my list. Now I have to find uh, out was was Donald Sutherland my top ones for the last year. Well, I mean, he's a hundred years old. Well, he's he is he is. I say that kind of jokingly, but he is eighty eight, and he's been acting since his twenties. So anyway, Chinatown. All right, actors, actors, actors. Almost there. Riveting, riveting, no. He did not make my top, but I bet I saw him in four films, and that was like the cutoff is four films. Yeah. Oh, I probably could have looked that up for you right here. Eh. Yeah. So that's Chinatown. Yeah, that's Chinatown. <laughs> He's acted in 191 films. Yeah. And I have seen 
8%, which doesn't seem like much, but that's like 16 films. Right. Uh, yeah, mine were only, I've, well, obviously since I started cataloging, I have only watched three, which is surprising. Um, but your, uh, I was thinking maybe we could get the uh, children to watch The Hunger Games. I bet you could. Movies. Uh, so maybe that'll be a, probably more likely to happen this summer um, than during the week. But to crank my Sutherland up. There was never a Clute sequel where there should have been. Uh, the other... I'm still Clutin'. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> still Clutin'. Um, the other uh, 70s movie where one of the lead characters gets shot in the head at the end uh, that I finished this morning was Friends of Eddie Coyle. Uh, I've never rated that, but my, I think that's one. That's more in my wheelhouse for films, I feel like. It is. Because that's, that's like such a grimy crime film that's fucking yeah. bleak man yeah it's four ninety nine right now oh uh, i got the criterion uh is it in four three i think so yeah okay because like if i remember i again i haven't seen it in a while but yeah i'm pretty sure I've, I've had the criterion i haven't cracked it open yet but i'm pretty sure yeah it's if not I, if not four three it's still not it's a very, typical like one point very close one point eight <laughs> Because uh, I was a little thrown off at the beginning, because it it's like watching a '70s TV show. Because <laughs> it's, uh, I'm gonna find out. Because I'm I'm gonna look it up on Criterion. Because I sometimes uh, the the Voodoo app on um, on our Amazon TV in the bedroom is funky sometimes, and I had bought it earlier in the day. And I started watching no, it. No, it's one point eight five one. So yeah, you must have just—it must have just been a weird, it's weird it was, thing. It was weird. Um, interesting. So anyway, I thought it was something uh, that because even though I bought it in—I mean, I know it's a seventies movie. You buy it in HDX. Uh, when you watch it, it comes up as SD, and it was coming up letterbox, and it wasn't even giving me the option to change it. So, Weird. yeah. So, anyway, I, wa I watched the whole movie that way. Uh, but it was like watching a 70s TV show. <laughs> well, it... It kind of is. It kind of is. It's not um, like a big, blustery 70s action film type of thing. It's a very small film. Yeah. Uh, what did you say Mitchum's last movie was? Yaku oh, it wasn't his last one, but we Yakuza just, came, Yakuza just came up. But no, he still made films a little later than that. He did. I didn't realize Yakuza was that early in the 70s. Well, he was... Even in this, uh, it's just funny how old people look in the 70s. Uh, he's only like five years older than us in this movie. Jesus or not Christ. even. He's 50. At least his, his character is. Yeah. Uh, how old was he, actually? I guess we could probably look I'm looking up. it up right now. <laughs> Robert Mitchum, 1917, so in 1973 he would have been... That's right, he died in 97, so like, yeah, Dead Man was oddly enough, I think, one of his last ones. But yeah, he, he was Jeez. 80 in 97. So, so seven, what's that, 73? He was 55. Yeah, <laughs> he looks all of it. Yeah. Um, Dude lived a hard... He had a hard living life, I guess. Now, I mean, if it's character, obviously, um, the the I guess we could probably t 
talk about what the movie's about a little bit. Uh, well, the uh, on Letterbox, an aging hood is about to go back to prison, hoping to escape his fate. He supplies information stolen on stolen guns to the feds. Basically, uh, Eddie is a low-level gun runner. Um, he buys. Yeah, he looks pistols. like he looks like like a grand like our granddads at that point. Yeah, and it's like yeah, he's. He's eight years older than us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh, he look, just looks great. Um, yeah. and he's, uh, about to go to, go back to prison, um, for a job that got fucked up that he was doing for, uh, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond's Dad. Peter, Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. Uh, also, uh, is one of the great one-off, uh, X-Files episodes. Oh, yeah. Is, um, Henry, no, not Henry. That's not Henry Cavill from our space, is it? It's a, no, it's no. A, something. Uh, Floyd Bruckman's final. Floyd Bruckman. I knew. I knew someone's name was in the title. Yeah, yeah. and he's a insurance salesman because he's always talking about that he's got a really comprehensive, some really comprehensive policies. <laughs> uh, that's a great one. Of, one of the great X Files mm-hmm. uh, one-off episodes. Um, who runs a, a bar and is kind of a low-level, uh, does-things-for-the-mob type guy. Uh, it's just one of those things where it's just kind of a web of people who are all yeah. uh, influencing each other and uh, potentially backstabbing each other. Yeah, see, for, for me, it's like, this is the this is the world that led to gone, the Gone Baby Gone type of cops and bars yeah. in Boston. You know, it's yeah. this. Yeah. And That's how, how, we got there. <laughs> how for guys like Eddie Coyle, who uh, is looking at doing another two to five, um, things never work out for guys like Eddie Coyle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and in a way, he's lucky to have made it as far as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that at the end of the day, he's just a guy. Yeah. And that's. It's just his job. Yeah, he's not a high-level crook. You know, yeah. he's not a mastermind he's by, not, any, he's by not, any stretch. <laughs> he he lives paycheck to paycheck. Just like his paychecks people. just happen to be crimin'. <laughs> yeah, his paychecks happen to be bags of pistols uh, <laughs> that he gets for other more serious criminals. Um, it's relatively, it's not two and a half hours long, nope. which I appreciate. It's like an hour and 40 not, minutes, Not maybe. much was in the 70s. Like, right. 70s, it was, that was like epic shit. If you had a... Th- yeah. Because back then, you know, especially more back then, like, movie theaters lived and died on how many movies they could play in a day. Yeah. You know? Because there was... Showings? There were no avatars and shit like this at that point. So it's like, no, you've got to be able to show this movie six times a day. Yeah. Um... So rewinding back to uh, after Captain Phillips, I had watched I, I watched Dark Knight Returns one day. That's still what it is, mm-hmm. uh, or Dark Knight Returns Part Two. Um, then I watched Black Hawk Down to kind of continue my. Uh, it was a to go along with the the war movies in the sand, mm-hmm. uh, not in Iraq exactly, but uh, that Movie I had started a couple weeks enough. Ago. Right, and it tied in with if you ask uh, most of our students. Right. It's right. It it's, makes no it's difference. Same area. Uh, and it tied in with Captain Phillips because so it was a little, uh, really making the Somalis look great doubleheader <laughs> of uh, Captain Phillips where you've got Somali pirates and then uh, Black Hawk Down where you've got the Somali warlords and militias. Mm-hmm. So, look, these don't these two movies do not shine Somalis in a, in a, in a, in a good light. No. Um, well, 
It's because it deals with only the war wars, pretty much. <laughs> yes. Um, it, it was a dark time in that country's history. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, that that aside, though, Black Hawk Down is a very effective movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and oh, great film. It's a little... Um, it gets a little Hollywoody at the end. Yeah. Um, but it's still... Well, at that time, we were still trying to convince the world yeah. that we did okay there. Yeah. Um, it's like, this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, yeah we kind of fucked up there, didn't we? Oh, no, 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 no. This is... We, we did we did good considering. Because <laughs> it, it's not... I mean, the, the event happened in 93. I mean... Yeah. That we remember very well. It's yeah. not Three Mile Island when we were three years old. We were in high school. So yeah. this was a very big deal. Because the people that were there were three years older than us. Yeah. You know? Uh, most of the guys that were over there. With their fucking dead bodies getting paraded through the fucking streets. Yeah. So it made the, the news. Uh, the movie does not mention that once. Nope. <laughs> not once is it even... It's slightly it referenced. three of the soldiers, wasn't it? If, the, I, if my memory is correct, three of, of the them. The second crash, yeah. yeah the, three of them got paraded through the streets. Uh, you see them dragging them out of the helicopter, and then that's, that is yeah. it. You never see or hear about that ever again. Nope. Uh, so they did leave some things out. It's eight years Which is after... Weird that it's a Brit that kind of whitewashed it a little bit for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Brit with very close ties to the U.S. military, yeah, in uh, a long history. So, uh, but still a very, very effective movie, and it's it's and it serves everybody. Yes, between that and The Martian, boy, if you want to fill up your click, click on that, because I, I mean, I remember too, because like the bigger na- the people that were like big names, and it weren't even like, cause yeah, it's like Josh Hartnett was like the the big yes. one in it. Then you got Ewan McGregor, Eric Bana, Jason Isaacs, William Fickner, Tom Sizemore, Ewan Bremer, Sam Shepard, Orlando Bloom. I don't remember Tom Hardy in it at all. You wouldn't have. Hugh Dancy, uh, Ron Eldard, I remember seeing him in it. Yeah, he was. Uh, Zelko Ivanic, who's just in everything. Nick Nicholas Coast, you know, Coaster Walder, who yeah. we wouldn't pre, know for game years. Of yeah. right. uh, Kim Coates, who ended up getting his name in Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Jeremy Piven, Brendan Sexton the Third. I don't even remember him being in that. But yeah, just so many. I don't even. Who is Charlie Hoffheimer? Uh, where are you seeing that? Under Sam Shepard, fourth row down. Uh, that okay, guy. Okay, yeah, I still don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I texted you the day I watched it. It is uh, just going through. So you've got Ewan McGregor, Anik, Eric Bana, uh, Jason Isaacs, uh, Orlando Bloom, Tom Hardy, uh, and then oh, and Nicolaj uh, Costa Wallop. All these people I named are playing U.S. soldiers, and a lot of times with that army accent. Yeah. And none of them can quite do it. These are all foreign actors that I've named. Yeah. Um, it, most of which are British, some Australian. Uh, and then wherever Nikolai Koster Wall that was He's from. He's one of the Scandinavian yeah. countries. Uh, one of their one of those places where they're all blonde and beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but point being Who he knows has, if he even spoke English at that point. Point being he has an accent. Yeah. Uh, and none of them can quite do it. Because it's all because the, the the army almost has its own kind of accent. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a southern talking fat a fast talking southern accent yeah. is the army accent and none of them can quite do it uh so it is it is funny in scenes that are like 
where Josh Hartnett is the only person, the only American in the group, and everyone else is just kind of, it doesn't sound quite right. Yeah. But otherwise... Because uh, Josh Hartnett, you feel like he's doing an accent. Because <laughs> like, Josh Hartnett is thinking super hard about what Yeah, he's, he's trying to remember his lines, damn he's it. He's trying so hard. Uh, and then after Black Hawk Down... Oh, then I did yeah, the... Uh, that's the, a great double feature. The Michael Lewis uh, double feature of Big Short and Moneyball. Oh, I thought you meant Blindside. <laughs> <laughs> was that him? You that was that? him. That I, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure he, that's one of his. And man, that's all. One of these films does not fucking belong. Yeah, movie sucks. Um, I bumped the big short up. I've, I've always had the big short as a uh, four and a half because of the stuff that came out the same year that was better. Um, but I bumped it up to a five this time because I, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, and I had to laugh at some of the... Because I, I hadn't watched it in quite a while. I hadn't watched it in about three years. But scrolling through some of the reviews... Yep, based on the book by Michael Lewis. So I was just making sure. Blindside. Yeah. Uh, scrolling through some of the... I'm always fascinated by bad reviews. I respect them. Of movies that I like. Mm-hmm. And some people's complaints... And I usually am like... Okay, I get what you're... I get it. I get that you thought it was too long. I get that you thought, you know, that it was too much of a leap in the logic. Or I'm, mm-hmm. I get that it lost you with the elephant shitting on people in the yeah. first couple minutes. You know, maybe the picture's trying to be a little too clever. Sure. Uh, but more than once, I saw uh, something to the effect of, I didn't know what the hell was going on. What the hell are they talking about? Dude, and I think... The whole movie explains everything to you. The brilliance of that movie... Mm-hmm. Is that I understand it's, it. Yeah, it's the only time I've understood the house. Yes. The I understood time. that the first time I watched mm-hmm. it. And I was like, holy shit, this movie is a magic trick. Yep. Because I get it. <laughs> and Please don't test me on it. But yeah, I, underst- yeah. I understand it in the course of this movie. It might all be gone an hour from now. But as of this moment, I get what happened. I understand like how the short works. Because I never understood how a short works. Mm-hmm. And you basically are just buying insurance on... It's fucking gambling. It's, it's just... 100% gambling. It's just gambling. Yeah. <laughs> fucking so dumb. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I didn't understand that complaint. I'm like, man, you you either were not paying attention or you might you might be dumb. Yeah. Because... This movie was not for you. It, it does a really good job making you understand it. Uh, and plus, that's another one where you want to just add a bunch of actors to your, to your list to oh, bump geez. numbers. Um, yeah. Margot Robbie's just in there to be in a bathtub. Yep. And explain a little thing to you. Yeah. Because they thought it would be co- better coming from her in a bathtub. Yep. Well, you'll pay more attention. Yep. Uh, yeah, between that, The Martian, uh, and even maybe State of Play. State of Play State of Play has a lot of people in it. Um, I mean, I guess every... God damn it, Mouse, come on. Uh, speaking of people doing an accent... Helen Mirren is in that. Sometimes it seems like... Oh, yeah, that has a ton of people. Jesus, look at that. Uh, Russell Crowe, Ben Affleck, Rachel McAdams. Uh, (laughs) Rachel McAdams getting warmed up to play her character in Spotlight a couple years (laughs) later. Uh, Helen Mirren, Robin Wright, Jason Bateman, Jeff Daniels. Uh, Then it it takes a dive. Harry Lennox, you've heard of. Uh, But that's about it. Viola Davis is in there, of course. uh, David Harbour is in there. Oh, Jesus. uh, In very small roles, but... Uh, Viola Davis is literally like a uh, coroner in a morgue, and I don't even think she ever takes her mask down. Bet she's awesome, and though. that's it. <laughs> Bet she's awesome. 
Um, and then after that, Moneyball, which I love Moneyball. Moneyball, I, had, I love Moneyball so. Much. I feel like I just watched it, and it had been like three years. Hmm. It had been, yeah, it had been three years. Um, but the reason I always feel like I just watch it is because I watch clips of it on YouTube all yep. the time because it has so many great three-minute clips, mm-hmm. uh, like the the. Any of the scouts meetings with the scouts, oh, the scouts uh, are the best. and the like. When I, <laughs> you want me to talk? <laughs> when I point at you, yes. Uh, that scene, mm-hmm. um, the score is awesome because mm-hmm. kind of get that Friday Night Lights yeah. uh, ish score. Very, very tight script. Very tight script. Um, yeah, it's just and. <clears throat> And almost little to no baseball, little yeah. to no actual baseball, yeah. which um, is good because the baseball scenes aren't the greatest. No, uh, it does look like at least that Chris Pratt knows how to play, though. That's the great thing about Chris Pratt is he looks like an athlete. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's such a good movie. Yeah, because I mean, Brad Brad Pitt was perfect casting for Billy Bean, too, even though yeah. he's like way better looking than Billy Bean. Sure. But he's got that kind of cocksure attitude of, yeah, I was a former number one draft pick. Yes. I didn't make it, but fuck you. I was still in the major, so I'm still that guy. You know? He is. I'm still, I'm still pissed about it. I'm still a little insecure about it, but I yeah. can still walk into a room like I fucking own it because I was a number one draft pick at one point. Right. Well, uh, like, Brad Pitt uh, looking the way he does is getting that point across to the audience. For you, yeah, it's, it's I might the, have failed as a major league baseball yeah. player, but I'm still fucking. I still yeah. look like this. I'm still Brad Pitt. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, Moneyball is one of those that every time someone mentions it, I'm like, oh, I gotta go watch that again. Yeah, I have a lot of movies like that, and I just never get to it. I know. Um, it's one of those things. It's like I wish I just had a year again <laughs> where yeah. I had nothing else to do. To well, like, but watch movies and I, just. I watched Big Short because I had watched uh, one of the other uh, Netflix documentaries that I was watching. I actually still have to watch the last one. Is the Bernie Madoff one. Mm -hmm. So watching that, uh, and then I watched Big Short, which that gave me the excuse to watch Moneyball again. Yeah. uh, Because I... I never really do big series. I just kind of... I pair things up, and then the next one is sort of related to the one after that, and the one after that. Uh, Although Moneyball and Chinatown have absolutely nothing in common. No, but whatever. Um, anything else? They both have Oscar-winning screenwriters. True. That's about it. Uh, no, I really don't have anything else to add. Uh, movie time's going to get cut down a little bit because baseball starts this week. Um, so I've got fun times. I've got almost two-hour-long practices or tryouts every day. I oh, did though. Uh, that's what I spent Friday doing because I gave the kids a fun day. Yeah, because I didn't want to do anything, so I just wrote out <laughs> two weeks worth of practice plans. Nice. Yeah, they're gonna either love it or hate it, because it's a lot of station drills, nice. a lot of moving from station to station every ten minutes, and because again, sorry guys, they suck. <laughs> well, a lot um, of them don't play any other time, but this time yeah, of year. But again, I, I remember I'm saying not like we were the best man, but we we did win the championship in eighth grade. We were undefeated. Mm-hmm. But like when I think of how what level we played at compared to what level they're at, it's astounding to me. Mm. None of them know how to steal a base. You know, none of them... They, they don't know how to read a pitcher's move. They... Well, none of them... <clears throat> well, none of these kids they didn't play... They don't play outside yeah. of... 
during the yeah. school season. Yeah, because like even travel ball. Yeah, is coincide. It's like they don't have what we had, where it's like, nope, summer was baseball. Yeah, in Milo, if you were, if you wanted to play a sport, you went down to Harris, what is now Harris Field, and you played either little league or t-ball or Babe Ruth. <laughs> but even outside of that, like, just you and I would play. Yeah, we'd play. Or, we had our our potato league. Or, we had our wiffle ball league. <laughs> you know, or like. I always had that fucking rope hanging out in back of my house that, that I would hit. That I hit. I hit that thing. I would hit that thing for hours. And I, like I had the strike zone drawn onto the concrete next to my bedroom. <laughs> it's just it's only it's, through two balls through that my entire life through that window. <laughs> uh, I must say that is good for my accuracy because one of the times I did it, I was trying to throw a knuckleball, nice, <laughs> and it went terribly. I beamed. I I was a, you know I pretty much beamed a guy in the head because <laughs> it went through my window. Yeah, there's not. There's, we had the Nerf baseball that we did. I like the Nerf. Our home, our home run derby. Awesome. I think it was awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't understand. Don't, they don't make those anymore. Why not? I know that was like one of the best things Nerf ever did. Yeah. I, w- I would literally have fifty of those for practices right now if they still made those. Oh yeah, that would be what batting practice would be, especially while we're in the gym. Yeah, those things were great. It was like a Nerf ball with a super hard rubber core. Yeah, you could smoke. Like that yeah, thing. the kids, the kids in middle school right now, they don't have any understanding there's no background the they and don't. they and also no one watches it no none of them i mean and like that's i think that's an mlb problem and not them yeah but uh and not the kids problem but yeah well but that they sorry jay they haven't have had they never did any fundamental shit they never like i said they never hit off batting tees yeah. last year not once and these kids most the majority of them can't hit for shit why aren't they hitting off tees yeah you know you know Robbie or I throwing batting practice to them for ten swings once a day is not going to make them better hitters. Right. So I have a ton of fucking hitting drills where it's like hitting off tees, soft tossing. I gotta. That reminds me. I gotta go today. I gotta find yellow wiffle ball bats. Oh yeah. Because I I I purchased like a like a hundred and fifty practice golf balls. Yep. And I'm gonna have them soft tossing with practice golf balls with yellow wiffle ball bats. Until they can make regular contact. Yep. Because if you can hit a golf ball size a golf ball size ball with a yellow wiffle bat, you can fucking hit other things. If you can dodge a wrench, pretty much you can dodge a ball. That's pretty much what this is. <laughs> All right, that's a good note to end on. Uh, we'll see you maybe next week, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs>